You're listening to the Trinity Ministries podcast. For more information and to support our ministry, go to www.trinityhudson.org. Uh, just a couple of things before we dive into the message. Um, as you know, uh, Sherry Bulow uh, has, um, is going to be leaving our team and actually uh, leaving Trinity to be the um, principal at a school in White Bear Lake. Uh, and so she's been um, transitioning out the last couple of weeks. Next week will actually be her last Sunday here with us after 22 plus years of ministry here in Trinity. And um, so we want to uh, honor her as you go outside on the welcome desk. There's a, a couple of baskets that look just like Sherry. I mean, just bright colors and floofy, whatever. Um, but there are no cards in there. And if you want to leave her a, uh, a well wish, uh, you, can, you can write on that card and put them in those baskets. And then next week we'll um, celebrate what God does through, through or what, has, what God has done through her ministry um, over these uh, many years. Um, also, uh, for this, will, this benefits the dads and kids who forgot Mother's Day this year. Um, as you walk out, uh, you'll also see a bunch of crafts that are set up at um, a craft fair, and uh, you can um, buy some of those, those gifts for your, your mom um, for today, and uh, the benefits will go to our youth mission trip that's happening this summer. So make sure you stop by and see those things. So obviously it is Mother's Day, and I, I, just, I, I love going through um, social media and seeing all the different things about Mother's Day and what people post. And a couple of days ago, um, I, I thought, I'm going to post something and ask moms to tell us one or two things that you would like your families to know. And so I put that out there thinking I'd get just a couple of comments. Well, there's just tons of comments um, on there. And so here's a couple of comments that this is from you moms to your families, a couple of things that you want us to know. Um, here's one. One mom says, God's perfect love through Christ gives your life such beautiful value. Beautiful. Another mom said this, God loves you infinitely more than I ever can or will. Grow your relationship deep with him. This is the best gift you can give to me and to yourself. And then another mom wrote, I love you more than you will ever know. And please just let me sleep. (laughs) Kind of like that. Someone once said the quickest way for for a mother to get the attention of her children is to sit down and look comfortable. (laughs) Like that. So, amen, moms, right? Yeah. Um, so then after that, I, a, a couple of days later, then I posted, so from families, from us to you moms, what are one or two things that we want to say to our moms? And here are just a couple. Um, somebody, and uh, this person goes to downtown, a student says, sometimes I can be sassy and disobey you, but I wouldn't be the person I am today without your tough and tender love. Another person says, it makes me smile when your words come out of my mouth. (laughs) Isn't that true? Yeah, you you, you start to hear, that sounded just like my mom, right? Um, And then uh, Monty actually um, wrote this, and I got permission from him to share this. Monty uh, is adopted, and he wrote just a beautiful tribute to, um, and he's been on an amazing journey, um, and wrote a beautiful tribute to both of Uh, the moms in in, uh, his life. So he said this, to my adopted mom, thank you for doing the job that my biological mom wasn't ready to do. Thank you for loving me as if I were your own. 
Thank you for being tough on me and always making me check in when I was with friends. Thank you for loving me even when I was mad and lashed out saying, I hated you. Thank you for raising me to be the man that you see today. I love you. And then another one he wrote to his birth mother. Thank you for being selfless and putting me before yourself. Thank you for giving another family who lost two boys another chance to raise a son. Thank you for what must have been the toughest decision you had to make in your entire life. Thank you for giving me life. I love you. Well said, my friend. Beautiful. Yeah, I kind of want to clap on that. Yeah, like. And if you know Monty, that's way out of character for you. No. You knew I had to say something. I'm just kidding. It was beautiful. But it is a neat, it's a, a, a neat tribute. You can go to my Facebook page and see all of them. It's great. Um, but moms, we know uh, that most of the time your work goes unnoticed and unappreciated. We know that. And sometimes it seems that your only purpose in life is to take care of what I want and need. And you constantly put the family's needs above your own. My kids realized that one year and, and got uh, my wife, Kelly, uh, this ma- magnet. M is for mom, not maid. Right? Uh, and put it right on the refrigerator. M is for mom, not maid. And, and it sits there. But let me ask you, who do you think this magnet is for? It's not for Kelly. It's a reminder for us as a family that M is for mom, this beautiful um, idea of what motherhood is and not for a maid. And throughout the year, I forget that. And I'm glad that in 1872, Julia Howe, who wrote Battle Hymn of the Republic, suggested of an idea of setting a day aside to honor moms. So we're going to explore over the next couple of minutes, we're going to explore a little bit of why did God invent, invent moms and how can we honor our moms today? So the message actually isn't really for you moms. It's for the rest of us who love you a ton but don't tell you enough. So let's set our minds right as we pray. Let's pray. Father, as we come before you uh, and think about our our moms and think about what you have to tell us about uh, moms and how we can honor them today, may our thoughts be your thoughts. May our heart be your heart. Give us ears to hear your words, Father. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So let me, let me talk just a little bit about why did God create moms? What are the purpose, what's the purpose, if you will, um, for motherhood? And this is going to be a little bit more of a teaching rather than a message necessarily. Um, and so if you have that, your bulletin on the insert, there's a little part where you can take notes if you want, if you want to share that with, with uh, your kids that are in extreme kids. But so let me go through a couple of purposes of why did God create moms? Well, first of all, baseline is to bring me into the world. You know, I always say, oh, mom, if it wasn't for you, I wouldn't be here. True, right? (laughs) That's a true statement. Biologically, that's true. If it wasn't for you, I wouldn't be here. I mean, right from the beginning, God walked into the garden and said in Genesis 9, he said, as for you, Adam and Eve, be fruitful and increase in number, multiply on the earth and increase it. So right from the beginning, the Lord created people, male and female, created us with different roles, different functions, different biologies, And the mom, one of your purposes is to bring people into the world. Isn't that motivating? You're an incubator. (laughs) So if we stop there, that would just be just wrong. So I'm going to keep going. 
So one of the purposes is to bring me into the world. Another purpose for motherhood is to show me care and nurture. Is to show me care and nurture. Think of when you were growing up as a little kid. And again, these statements, this whole sermon is kind of an 80-20 thing. It's, it's a general idea, okay? Um, when, you, when you were growing up, who is it that you ran to when you had your feelings hurt by a bully? Or you fell off your bike, you skinned your knee? It wasn't dad. For most, again, general, it was mom, right? We all kind of have this gravity pull toward our mom. Somebody said, there's no medicine in the world that soothes an owie like the gentle kiss of mom. Like that. God gave you your mom as you were growing up to care for you and to nurture you in a way that really only moms could do with gentleness and caring. And again, am I saying dads can't do that? No, not at all. But there's a special role. There's something special about a mother's love. It's why guys get mom tattooed on their shoulders and not dad, right? Um, The comparison of a mom's compassion is used all throughout historical literature and even the Bible. In 1 Thessalonians, Paul is talking to the Thessalonians, and the Thessalonians were kind of complaining that that Paul was telling him to do these different things and challenging him on different things. And and, uh, in verse 7 of this verse, Paul says, We were gentle among you, though. And then he makes the comparison, like a mother caring for her children. So, moms, you have one of your roles is this beautiful care and nurture that you have that is unlike any other. Thirdly is this purpose uh, for moms is to teach me about God and the world. I mean, in many cultures, if you think about it, many cultures, including our culture to some some extent here, um, instruction about the world to children is done by moms. It's done by mothers. The dad's role in, again, general, the dad's general role was to care for the family, to provide, but it was the mom in other cultures, even back then, that did all the teaching of the younger, younger kids to start them off on this path of learning. And it's really interesting. Proverbs 31 Raise your hand if you know about Proverbs 31. Okay, a couple of you do. Proverbs 31 is, if you read through that, ladies, if you want to get really depressed, read through Proverbs 31 because it's a long list of the perfect ideal woman. They call it the Proverbs 31 women, woman. And there's these, all these beautiful things said about this Proverbs 31 woman who is a light in the midst of darkness, who does all these things, cares for her family. Her children rise up and call her blessed. Have you heard that from your kids? recently. <laughs> you know, all these things about this perfect, perfect woman. And, and I know that sometimes when you study that, you go, I can't do that. But here's the deal. It was written by a man named King Lemuel, and he didn't write it. I mean, he wrote it, but he didn't learn it by just sitting and observing. Proverbs 31.1 says, the sayings of King Lemuel contain this message, which, what? His mother taught him. So all these things this, this basic learning about who it is to be a woman, who, who it is to be a mom is, uh, and a wife, it, it's all given through one mom to another. Not every mom is perfect. We know that. Not every mom scores 100% on the motherhood test. And honestly, you may have had a mother, you may have grown up with a mom that um, 
wasn't compassionate or was pretty emotionally cold or wasn't maybe even around. I mean, no mother is perfect, not mine, not yours. But God says, the mother that you have is the mother that you have. There's a purpose why you're in the family you're in. You didn't choose her, and she didn't choose you. So you're together, and God calls us as family to honor moms. Ephesians 6 says this, Honor your father and mother. This is the first commandment that has a promise attached to it, namely, so you don't get killed. (laughs) So you will live long, you'll live well, and have a long life. So God says for all of us, no matter who we are, no matter what stage of the game we are, we are to honor our parents, honor our mom. Okay, so how do we do that? This is the second half of the message. And then again, you can write a couple of these down. How do I honor my mom today? Well, it actually changes, I believe, throughout life. Think of the stage of life you're in in terms of age, um, from young child to teen to adulthood. So as a young, young child, um, as a child, I honor my mom by obeying and respecting her, Ephesians 6.1. Children, this is basic stuff. Children, obey your parents. This is the right thing to do because... God has placed them in authority over you. God's placed them in authority over you. It says, obey them, kids. And that's, we don't like that word. How, kids, how many of you like to obey? Yeah, no hands, zero. But obey just simply says, willing, willfully, pleasantly, and immediately do what they say. The Bible teaches that as long as you're under your parents' roof, they have authority over you. And we are to obey them. They're depend- you're dependent on them for food, for clothing, for shelter, for insurance, for Netflix, for your phone, right? So we, as we're under the roof, are called to obey our parents. Now, when you're out on your own, it's a different issue, but as long as they're providing for you, that's what the Bible says. So, as a younger child, um, we honor and respect mom by uh, obeying and respecting her. Then, as a young person, and this is like high school age, or, you know, junior high through high school age, um, we are to honor, and, uh, honor my mom by accepting and appreciating her. The older you get, true or false students, if you're in high school, the older you get, you realize your parents aren't perfect. Raise your hand. No, you'll get grounded. Don't. <laughs> you kind of figure out that you start seeing the faults in your parents, right? You can beat your dad at arm wrestling. And our dad, us dads, we, we go, I let you win. <laughs> right? And we're just dying. Or you start seeing some of the faults of your mom, the hang-ups the flaws in the character. It becomes important at this stage then, students, to accept them for who they are. Just like you, they're fallen. They're not perfect. We try as parents, but we're not perfect. Acceptance is vital because basically you're stuck with each other. You are. You didn't choose them. They didn't choose you. And and acceptance is just vital. Um, 
Acceptance doesn't mean pretending that, they're not perf- that they were perfect. It, it, just, it doesn't mean ignoring mistakes, but it just basically means realizing that God gave them to you. And they have a great wealth of wisdom for you. Proverbs 30, 23, 22 says, Listen to your father who gave you life and do not despise your mother. Acceptance is just forgiveness as well. Fact of life is we hurt, true or false, we hurt the ones that we love and are closest to the most. It's true because when we're at home, the filters are gone and we're the most like who we are at home. So third then as an adult is this. As an adult, I honor my mom by affirming and not abandoning her. For many parents as they grow older, they don't, especially moms, they don't like to let go. I'm your mother. Yeah, mom, but you're 95 years old. I don't care. I'm still your mother. The older they get, the less respect they get. Did you know that? Statistically. All of their affirming friends start to die off. <laughs> my, uh, this is as an aside. Um, we were looking through my mom's photo album and, and we were, um, there was one picture of all of her classmates. There's probably 15 people in this picture. And she's naming these people. And as she names one of them, she says, oh, she died last year. Another person. Oh, he's dead. She's dead. He's dead. She's going through this whole picture. Then she, she goes, dead, dead, dead. They're all dead. <laughs> but that's what happens. You start losing your friends, your closest people. They actually, they are no longer wanted oftentimes in the marketplace for their skills and wisdom. They're grown children. We're too busy with our own families. And statistically, most older adults lead lonely lives. Did you know that the suicide rate among senior citizens is one of the highest in an age group? Your parents have a great need. Your mom has a great need. Your mom has a desperate need to feel and to know that, we made, that they made a positive contribution on our lives. So how do we do that? Well, what is something that would be totally out of the blue that you could do that would blow them out of the water this Mother's Day? Write them a letter. Raise your hand if you've written your mom a letter within the last six months. Raise your, land, raise your hand if you've ever written a letter. In your, yeah, it's so out of the ordinary. Emails, texts, here, my, I love you, that kind of thing. That's so, if you wrote them a letter, next time you visit, it'll be framed. It will be, because we don't do that in our society. It communicates that we're, making, we're, we're doing something over and above, and I think that's the spirit prompts that. How can I do something over and above? Because that's kind of a spirit thing. He always does that. Um, To honor means just to understand that they are significant and that the Bible and God says to respect and honor your elders. And I realize that some of us don't have parents here with us. Maybe this is the first time, this is the first Mother's Day without a parent, without your mom. Don't have parents living anymore or they're very far away from you and you're kind of feeling a little bit like out of connection with family, because mom kind of represents family. Well, the beauty is, is that God knows that. 
God knows that family is important. That's why he created the church. That's why this community of believers is what we call a family of believers. It's community. And so maybe this Mother's Day, as you're hurting, grab somebody next to you. Just talk that through. Be with them. Have them pray for you. Because God is right here. And this whole idea of what God did in Christ, of sending him as a sacrifice for you, is so parallel to what, what moms do for us every day. In a sense, they sacrifice themselves for us. So in closing, I want to do something that, that I should have done when the kids were here, but we're going to do it anyway. Um, if you're a mom, I'm just going to have you stand up right now. Okay, Just go ahead and stand if you're a mom. And what we're going to do is... Um, we're going to pray for you and bless you because you don't hear it enough. Uh, well, I, I just know you don't hear it to what, at the level of what you have given to us. So hear from us as the congregation, as your kids, family, that we love you. We love you a ton. And we're bad at telling you. And so we're going to do that now. And so if you have a mom close to you, do what we do. Put your hand on their shoulder, grab their hand, whatever it is. If not, extend a hand out. And we'll just be praying for um, all of our moms as we close. Let's pray. Father, we are so thankful for these moms standing here today. And I know there's a bunch of them that are just hating having to stand up in front of everybody. But let them receive your blessing, Father, of love to them. As we've heard you say that even in the worst relationships with our parents, we can still honor them, which makes you happy. And Lord, I know, we know that these women standing here are not perfect. They know it too. But, Lord, we can also number, we can name and number tons of ways where they have ministered to us, they have acted like Jesus in sacrificing their time, their, um, their, their focus, their thoughts for us. And so we want to bless them. God, you are awesome. And we thank you for showing your love to us in Jesus and showing Jesus' love to us through our moms. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. <laughs>